I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards Movie Podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that has a license to thrill. Welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibell, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am joined by Adam Kent and Craig Busek from Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema. How are you guys? Oh, uh, yeah, all good, mate. Thank you very yeah, much. Very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Thank you very much. It's been a long time coming, shall we say. It has, <laughs> yeah. We've had such conflicting schedules with everything. Mainly Craig's fault, because he's so busy. <laughs> I'm a, very much a lady of leisure these days. I take full responsibility and I don't apologise. Good to be busy. <laughs> yeah. Better to be busy than in my situation, <laughs> sitting on the couch most days staring at the wall. So As... what... So... <laughs> Dear me. So can either of you remember your first experience of seeing a film at the cinema, uh, Craig? Uh, yeah, I remember going to see The Lion King, uh, which came mm. out in 1994. So I'd have been three at the time. Wow, okay. And I've, I strongly remember walking out in tears because um, Mufasa died. Spoiler, yes. re- spoiler alert for The Lion <laughs> King, everyone. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, I remember, I remember watching that. And then I remember watching... The next one I remember after that, oddly, is Batman and Robin. Mm. Which I want to say was maybe 97... But I remember getting so bored and just because it was like one of those uh, yeah. uh, kids clubs, like one pound, one pound fifty cinema ticket kind of parents get rid of the kids for an hour and a half weekend trips. Um, and so there's me and like six other kids. And we realized that all six of us were like, this is shit. Let's just start fucking around in the cinema. And because it was only kids and no parents, no one came in. Uh, we were jumping up and down off of seats because Batman and Robin is terrible. It's got, really it's got a weird kind of cult throwback, like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's great in it, but that is a bad movie. Um, and we knew that when we were six. So, yeah, those, those <laughs> are my first two kind of memorable film, uh, cinema experiences. And you've been giving out about movies ever since. Damn right. <laughs> and I feel old saying that you were only three years old when you watched that. Yeah, so, that, that yeah. kind of uh, made my heart ache a little bit. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Uh, how, am I, how old would I have been then? I must have been about maybe... 20? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not that old, mate. 
So, so when was that again? When was that film out? I've got to work out. I think 19, I was 1984 was uh, like, arguably the best ever year for mm. cinema. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd have been 23. What about you, Adam? What was your first experience uh, that you remember? Uh, for myself, I vividly remember uh, seeing Super Mario Brothers at the UCI back when they were a thing. Um, Classic. Yeah. And I think I went there for my whatever age it was, uh, birthday party. And I had uh, my all my schoolmates and we went to go see it. And it was like the movie for us to go see. And I remember walking out of it going, oh, my God, that's amazing. It was like the best movie I've ever seen. And obviously, uh, years looking back, hasn't been kind to it. <laughs> no. And uh, finding out that... Um, Bob Hoskins and um, what's it? John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo uh, were pretty much smashed uh, throughout the whole filming of that movie just to get through it. <laughs> so that would have been 1993. How old would you have been? Uh, so 93, so born in 86. So what, about seven, six, seven, something like that? Yeah. So just the, the ripe age for that uh, for that movie to not have their kind of level of awareness about how crap it was. <laughs> <laughs> I've still never seen it. You never. Nope. Oh, I, come you on! You've just told me it's crap. I'm not going to sit down and be like, "Oh, let's go go in on this." Yeah, that's the, definitely the reason. It, it's kind of one of those. <sighs> it, it's so bad that it's almost okay. <laughs> it's not like it's so bad it's good. It's like it's so terrible that you kind of like, oh, I kind of need to see how bad this movie is. But some kind films like, are like that. Yeah, it's like no, it's, watching yeah. a um, a car crash in slow motion. Yeah. You can't turn your eyes away from Santa it. Claus conquers the Martians. That's such a bad film. It's hilariously funny and good, mm. but bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, I think for me, I've gone. I've got to that stage now where I've seen enough films that are so bad they're good that I'm trying more to watch films where I'm like, oh, this is actually good. I watched. Uh, speaking of John Leguizamo, his movie The Pest, not so oh, long yes. ago, and that was the one, the last straw where I was like, no, I'm done. I'm done with bad movies that are so bad they're good. I'm Isn't that the one where he has Blade like a, a farting shower scene? Uh, I don't know if there's a farting shower scene. It starts with him doing a rap in the shower and it ends with him doing that same rap in the shower, going through him doing like different characters that he may or may not play in the movie, mm. including a lot of racist stereotypes. And then <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Jones gets him hooked into a kind of hunting humans for sport situation. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's really coming yeah, back to me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it shouldn't. It's, it's, <laughs> I watched it with my new housemate, David, and he walked out like, I'm done. I can't. And that was 10 minutes in. Nice. Ten minutes. I'll save that for season three. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so what would you say is your favourite film then, Craig? Um, so favourite and best. I think my favourite film, because of like, how it speaks to me personally, is High Fidelity. I know it's a bit problematic at times watching it back now with like a 21st century eye, but it's also one of my favorite books. And yeah, it's, it's a film that when I'm feeling down always manages to pick me back up. But I think the best film ever made is Blade Runner. I think that's right. a film that does storytelling through visuals as opposed to dialogue. You can, depending on which version you watch, you can either watch the phenomenal version or the, ah, oh, that's still okay. Um, theatre cut and it's probably one of the actually the only pieces of like cinematic uh, memorabilia that I have in my room 
the, oh, cool. the yeah the unicorn from Blade Runner, which is like printed over the top of uh, Do Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep, which is the source material. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's which I've got in a book. Yeah, I got the book on the shelf. It's it's just yeah, it's wonderful storytelling. It's beautifully shot. The music is Vangelis, and it's out of this world. And the acting of Harrison Ford and Rutger Hauer, the speech of uh, Tears in the Rain. Whoa, that gets me every time. Um, kind of a, a yeah a being um, accepting its own fate and just shutting down like I've got nothing else to live for every time gets me yeah slightly irritating that there are so many versions of that one film though yeah it's the sort of thing where I say to people oh you've got to watch Blade Runner they come back I watched it it wasn't that great it's like was there voiceover yeah then you didn't watch the right version there are three <laughs> there's the theatrical cut the final cut and the director's cut uh, the final cut it for me is the one theatrical has the voiceover so it's a bit like no definitely don't do that director's yeah. cut's okay it's just a little bit longer and for me you don't need it right I thought my box set actually had more than three versions I can't remember really? how many there are because I think there's like five or six discs in that <laughs> it's oh, ridiculously right, okay. large package god I'm, if, there, if there are more fair enough I, I'm not going to watch them for me I've no. just got my final cut I'm going to stick with it but don't you think some of these sets that they put out with these films are ridiculous, the amount of stuff you get with them? You, you like some of this stuff, but some of it, it's just too much. It's like, I've got a box set of the Matrix, the entire Matrix thing, including the Animatrix as well. Mm. And that one, you've even got in there a four-hour-long discussion about the religious undertones and then you've got a four-hour discussion about this and a four-hour discussion about this. And you think, my God, when am I ever going to have the time to watch all that? <laughs> I, I suppose it's, it's these days, so most of the um, you know, media you're sort of uh, consuming is coming from like things like Netflix and Amazon and all these uh, sort of uh, streaming platforms. So in a way, I kind of, I kind of do miss a little bit of that, the, the sort of behind-the-scenes features, the commentary and things like that. Um, I, I, did, I feel that it's kind of almost like a part that's missing now from uh, from movies because you know for when I was growing up um, you know you didn't really have that watching it on VHS and if you wanted to learn anything about movies it was very much you know you had to go and get to the source of like magazines and things like you know reading Empire magazine and all that jazz and then obviously when people got a bit more savvy and started getting on the internet and starting reading a little bit more about goss and it was quite nice when you would then get these DVDs uh, when that started becoming more and more prevalent uh, to then see people starting to really utilize the extra disk space and creating features. Uh, yeah, again, obviously having a commentary. Uh, and sometimes uh, some of the movies are enhanced by the commentary. So if you obviously listen to um, the Armageddon commentary and you hear... <laughs> Ben Affleck's uh, take on on the movie. It's like, ah, oh, this is awesome. This is makes this movie ten times better. Yeah, I, I just mean that. I mean, some of these, I, I love. I love the behind the scenes footage, but sometimes there's a bit too much. That's all that I meant. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think uh, the two biggest culprits, I guess, are Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, because mm. there's so much like here's the hour long of how we filmed the pod race or here's this hidden Easter egg with Elijah Wood doing a fake interview or stuff like that. And 
it's never been for me. For anyone that does watch it, I mean, my friend Jenny is a huge Lord of the Rings fan and has watched all of the extended versions and all the extras and all the bonus features. And she's told me about all this stuff. It's just not for me. But at the same time, um, I will happily sit down and watch, uh, say, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the fifth time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the same amount of time. It's, and it's, I'm not getting anything new. I'm just getting a little bit of like, yeah. I'm having a bit of entertainment. So, it's, I mean, it's horses for courses, I guess. But, yeah, it's never been... I, to be honest, I don't like DVD menus that go on a bit too long. Mm-hmm. I don't like... You know when it's like the helicopter that flies through the building and you've got the guitar sound in the background and... Beow, and then it's like, do you want to press play? It's like, obviously, I want to press play. That's why the DVD is in the thing. Just give me play. Just, Isn't that um, the... Not the Dolby... Yeah. Yeah. That's the Dolby yeah, intro, the Dolby intro But they do that at the beginning. That sort of thing at the beginning. I want to say the Die Hard DVD I've got yeah um and it is like you're going through nakatomi going into the elevator going up to the top floor you open up scene selection it's like no just uh, show me the movie i want to watch the movie <laughs> um i bought a, a dvd recently called uh ricochet which is a denzel washington john lithgow thing it's straight away oh, it's yes. like, yeah, your only options are to play or scene select there's no fucking around and it was so nice just to be like yeah give me it just give me the thing. So what would you say is your favourite film then, Adam? Um, hands down, Rocky. Yeah, yeah Rocky, number one. Uh, just uh, for the uh, for the movie itself, it's a great movie. It's well written, it's well acted. It's a fantastic tale of redemption of someone actually you know, having some self-belief in himself. Not just to, you know, go for the Hollywood ending, which is, you know, he would have won, but it's to actually go the distance you know what i mean and just to be able to prove that to himself uh you know someone that's always had a list of level of self-doubt that he can you know fulfill his you know, dreams or his actually always his potential um but that has so much relation to the behind the scene work uh you know just the story of stallone having to you know sell the script uh to or to survive while he was writing that script i think he had to sell his dog um you know just to try and make ends meet uh you know he's very he stuck to his guns about being cast in the movie as well you know he was like adamant that he had to be in it and he wouldn't sell the script without that being a condition and i i just really like the perseverance uh, it's kind of like the um the dream isn't it that you can write this one script and uh and then launch your hollywood career and obviously he won uh, Oscar for best writing for that as well. So it can't, it's not exactly a bad movie so if it's won an Oscar. <laughs> True. Well, let's not pull that thread. Oh, yeah. Well, if you want to pull that thread, we can. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some films that have won Oscars, which, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling that thread. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you two not a fan of the foreign Hollywood press then? There's just some films that I think... The film industry probably like more than the general public, shall we say? Yeah, I I, I do feel that uh, you you can kind of see it in a way where, you know, you look at certain movies and become like Oscar bait, don't they? But then again, it's just the amount of money they pump behind it as well. It's like you can kind of see that, well, you know, they'll put all the adverts around, you know, LA and say, like, for your consideration, you know, like, please, you know, select our film. And obviously, they're probably, you know, don't want to get sued for libel or slander, but there probably is a bit of, you know, a bit of backhanding here and there. Yeah, probably shouldn't have said that. But. 
I said let's not pull the thread. <laughs> you did. You did. Uh, while I remember, uh, Craig, I don't know if you know, but they are actually doing a television series based on High Fidelity. Yeah, they've done it. It's uh, It's got Zoe Kravitz in it. Uh, yeah. it's, on, it's on Hulu. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Hulu in America, we haven't got Hulu over here, have we? No, I don't, I'm not sure if we are able to get it over here yet. Uh, which know. is probably why I've not seen it. But yeah, uh, or it might be on Amazon. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I... I will get around to it when it's done. Adam knows my uh, thought process on TV shows, so... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't watch it. No. It's got to be finished and consistently good for me to invest. How would you define it consistently good, though? That's obviously opinion, isn't it? Okay, so uh, let's say that there were seven series of a show that took over the world and there was, it was all anybody could talk about, and the eighth season came out and everyone went, wow, that was a disappointment. Have I just wasted seven years of my life watching a show? Yes. Yeah, is, the but... eighth, is the eighth series worth watching? No. Should I have waited? Yes. <laughs> but then you get to miss out on the spectacle that was the first season to the set. Uh, it's like taking a really nice scenic drive and ending it with a car crash. Yeah, but it's never <laughs> about the destination. It's about the journey. <laughs> <laughs> Except if it ends in a car crash, it's very much about the destination. It's such a pessimist. So, changing subject slightly then, Craig, does that mean that you're more of a binge-watcher with shows as opposed to um, watching them episode by episode? I think the only show that I binge is It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, other shows I'll be sporadic with. Um, so, for example, uh, what's a show? Boardwalk Empire. That was three series, I want to say. Okay. And then it finished, and I was like, all right, cool, everyone says it's great. I'll give it a whirl, and it probably took me a half a year to finish it. Um, yeah, I, the binging for me, I like, I like the anticipation. I like, when I grew up, obviously, a show came out on a Friday, and it only came out on a Friday. Mm. So I would, I like holding on to that. Again, the, there are one or two shows. Big Mouth is another one on Netflix where I'm just like, nah, just, just give me it. Just give me all of the stuff. Probably 20-minute shows I binge. Um, yeah. But an eight, Eight episode, one hour series. I'll I'll let I'll let that last. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that they've started going, almost going back to doing a, the weekly release on streaming. Yeah, we sort of saw that in the Mandalorian and WandaVision. Yeah, and you're kind of thinking to yourself, yeah, maybe they're trying to stop this appetite of binge watching because I'm so guilty of it. It's like I will happily watch you know, three or four episodes in a go, and if I'm really into it, I'll be like, all right, cool, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. And it, because especially when things are quite episodic, um, you know, as we said, we always talk about watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I can smash out a season uh, like in a, a short hour and a bit. And um, I've recently started watching The X-Files again. So that's always... Um, Again, like a, a show that I can go, oh, okay, I'll, like I could have watched it so many times. Go, I like this episode, cool, 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 cool. And he gets an episode where you're like, ah, this is shit. <laughs> skip, 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 skip. Oh, yeah, this episode's good. And then suddenly, before you know it, you've watched like eight or nine seasons. And you're like, all right, it's okay. Now I, think that's, I think that falls into a different category as well, though, because something like It's Always Sunny, and The X-Files sort of, but maybe not so much, they're 
sitcoms and procedurals it's a, it's a complete story within an hour there's little yeah in the x-files from the little i've watched that kind of carries on and you can watch uh the episode with the like parasite bug cult people oh yeah with yeah the one of the ones with robert patrick you can watch that and go oh cool that's a full and complete story if you watch an episode of series two of dexter yeah, mm. you're just going to be there like, okay, not only am I kind of lost, but also it's setting up and paying off a load of stuff I've not been around for. So I need to watch all of it. Yeah. Um, and that's that I think is slightly different. Procedurals and sitcoms are out of that, in a sense. Yeah, but, but procedurals piss me off as well. <laughs> but do you not find that, say, something like in Always Sunny Philadelphia, um, that so many jokes are like callbacks to previous seasons? that you don't always appreciate the jokes unless you're a fan of the show and watched all the other episodes beforehand. I think yes and no in that. So you know the episode where the guys beat up Charlie because he's beating on the Philly uh, frenetic? Yes. That's the same guys that beat up Charlie from series two. When they beat up, when Mac beats up the transsexual. Yeah, is that a hate crime? Yeah. Yeah. Same guys. And if you watch the show, you're just like, oh, that's a fun joke. But then you've got 20... Four, four minutes and 50 seconds around that of the new jokes there's yeah. always the one or two like the duster it's a sweet duster and yeah. uh, things like that are callbacks you're just like ah the jokes that i love um but what they're good at is not having like catchphrases and stuff and so yeah if they did that too often it would become a how you doing mm. and that's when it becomes predictable and kind of gimmicky yeah yeah but they've become caricatures and predictable and gimmicky in the late season so haven't they they... Uh, I think, that, you know, there are 15, I think, seasons now to dissect every, each mm. and every one of them. But what I'm saying is, like, yes, yes, they do have, like, callback jokes and uh, references to other episodes or other moments or, like, the Wade Boggs 2 episode. Oh, yeah. That is a, a completely, like, okay, I need to have watched the first episode for all of these to make but sense. But that's, like, the meta joke, isn't it, though? It's the yeah, fact yeah, that yeah, it's, yeah, like, course, it's trying to do the female reboots. Yeah, yeah. But th- th- those moments are so few and far between out of 15 series compared to, like I said, an entire, the entirety of uh, Mad Men, say, where it's all yeah. set up, character payoff, set up, character payoff. Uh, okay, I need to have watched all the series in three to remember this moment for series four. Hmm, fair. I think what you were saying there with, I mean, I mean, you know, we're supposed to be talking about your film <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about television here. But the thing with that is, I think that what these, what these places like uh, with the, the Mandalorian and One Division, and the way that Marvel television shows are carrying on with, with the episodic week by week, they're trying to create a a buzz mm. in a way which is longer lasting. Because if you put a program out. Uh, was somebody telling me that something like Bridgerton or something, or these programs where they put the whole lot out in one go? It's a buzz for a short while. Yeah, but then that's true. once a, once the majority of people have watched that program in the first week, it's no longer the the in thing. Whereas, I mean, we've all seen it online where the uh, the response to Mandalorian episodes when they come out and the One Division episodes when they came out. Yeah. There was a constant flow every week, week in, week out of, oh, did you see how that happened? And mm. that from back then, this is why that happened, is because you see this. So there's that constant for the number of weeks or whatever that's that a, that's you know, that they're probably after. And I suppose in a way as well it makes it almost like critic but not critic 
proof but say for example like say you have uh you know you've got audience type member a which would be me you know who loves you know, watching yeah something from the beginning to the end and then you have someone like craig who's probably a little bit more reserved and will sort of pass judgment on something later on and with that if you do have an uh like a block of episodes you go here you go someone could by the end get to the end of those episodes kind of a little bit like with wonder vision i there was many people that were almost slightly disappointed hmm. with the fact that it wasn't a huge crescendo of all these other different characters and didn't lead straight into the all these other bits and pieces and you know petro wasn't the beaster from the x-men movies you know yeah. things like that you know people are already so ravenous with all these fan theories that they almost built the hype up for this last episode and slightly let down so if it had all been released and then by the end of it, someone like, you know, myself, I, I might have just been, oh, do you know what I heard? It's, the ending's not all that. I, I yeah. might be put off it now. Whereas obviously, yeah, as you said, and you're right, the, the fact that it is literally week by week now, it's it does build the hype and the buzz around it. And it's a lot, obviously gives it longevity. That's a good, good, yeah. good idea. That. Yeah. And that hype that you've got from the social network in... Uh, post up on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram that builds them because then other people are seeing that week in week out and they'll say okay so people are still talking about it in week three mm. because they're only half an hour long the first couple of episodes I'll binge those and I'll catch up so I know what they're going on about yeah. so you've got that constant whereas you haven't got the longevity if it's just there and then it's out of the way after a few days or a week it's done I I've, I did feel like it brought back that almost like water cooler kind of moment from TV and stuff like that because you would have everybody watch the episode on the Friday and by the Saturday everyone's already talking about it. You know, everyone's like, oh, did, yeah, did you see that? Or did you notice that bit? And, you know, oh, I think they're going to do this. Uh, I, I really liked that. I thought it, it created a very genuine buzz, especially in people I was talking to about it. Anyway, I haven't got a really good uh, segue here, so I'm just going to have to suddenly <laughs> change subject. So, go back to film. So, is there a specific film that you think uh, people would say, I don't like the word guilt, I don't like the phrase guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's just, it, you, you either like it or not, but is the sort of a film that's seen as a guilty pleasure that you think is an absolutely 100% good film? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, go, yeah, Greg, go first. Hey, know, you, yeah. you, you go first, buddy. You got this. No, no, no. no. I, I, I need to, I was going to say you go first, but I'll, I need time to think. Okay, so just to be clear, a film, in my opinion, that is categorically good, and yet people are like, oh, I shouldn't like it, but I do. That, that, is that what yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Miss Congeniality. Yep. Tremors. The Warriors. Um, hey, the Warriors is not a guilty pleasure. That's it's a guilty pleasure. That's it's, a classic. You, you can, that's a cult classic, mate. That's... A cult classic is like a hair away from a guilty pleasure, and you know it. Mm, um, disagree. Uh, and uh, Con Air. Con Air. Categorically, yeah. I think Con Air is a great movie, but also it's not. Uh, but it is. It's, it's doing exactly what it wants to be, and as long as you can kind of switch off from the kind of, I guess, realism of what life is and not ask any questions we have the catchphrase on our show oh shut up affleck yep. which is code for 
don't ask any questions just let it happen and if you show con ed someone who's probably in their 30s uh and I'm, i am generalizing whose favorite films are things like i don't know dog tooth or um like the departed films like how that are grounded in realism they'll watch kind of be like this is stupid it's ridiculous but it's supposed to be stupid and ridiculous and it nails that so what's the difference between something achieving what it sets out to do and it being yeah it's achieving what it sets out to do and being a bit out otherworldly or achieving what it's supposed to do and being completely grounded in reality um the goal of I think the film, all the films I've just mentioned was to take, it's, film is an escape for people, or at least originally, when it first create, got uh, kind of given out to the masses, it was escapism. And who's to say that you shouldn't feel like escaping to a world in which prisoners can take over a plane or where underground, world, uh, underground um, worm monsters exist? Yeah. People will look at those and go, oh, it's silly, therefore. But actually... If it's trying to be that and it succeeds, great movie. Yeah, Adam. Adam. Oh, I'll jump in. That's right. <laughs> I was going to let you properly finish. Um, so I, I would say that something I think slightly underrated, not in a sense just a movie, but a genre of film, which is is sports movies. I feel that they're like you never really watch a sports movie, or like, and would think that there'd be good like watches yeah. uh, especially if you're not into that sport so if someone said like hey do you want to watch a, like this movie about ice hockey or something like that and don't worry I'm not going to say about sudden death <laughs> um, but say so, like um, one of my favourite um, uh, movies that I watch a lot of is uh, oh, um, I watch Goon which has got um, oh, Sean William Scott Sean William Scott and uh, Slapshots yeah. With uh, I think it's Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Now I don't know anything about ice hockey, <laughs> yeah. and it's one of these things where. Um, but I I I love sports movies. A I think because I play sports myself, and I don't think anyone's really done a good rugby movie. Um, yeah. Probably like Invictus. That's probably the one with Matt Damon. That's probably the closest we'll get to it. I don't think we can call that a rugby movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> but there you go. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I feel it's almost like this genre of movies that people kind of uh, kind of overlook a little bit. Um, I suppose uh, when when Saturday comes with Sean Bean is another great one. Forever Strong, starring uh, Sean Astin, is really good. Yeah, that's a great shout as well. Um, I suppose that, like, because there's this very fine line between, like, uh, like a sports movie which has elements of comedy in it, and then a comedy sports movie. So you kind of think of something like Semi Pro or Talladega or Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah that's a bit of a tongue twister for me. Um, you know what I mean? Those are like, oh, those are comedy movies. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas they're not the comedy movies about sports are not sports movies with elements of comedy in it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you can have like some real dramas set around sports, uh, which again I don't feel becomes then the focus of the movie. So something like Coach Carter or something like that. Yeah. Escape uh, to victory. Yeah, uh, remember the Titans. And uh, you're not well, suggesting that Coach Carter is a guilty pleasure, are you? Well, I mean, you kind of think to say, you know, what I mean, like maybe if you were. You're saying to someone like, "Oh, you know, what kind of movies do you like?" Oh, I'm into sports movies. 
and people would be like, "What <laughs> is is Coach Isn't Carter?" Isn't your favorite film Rocky? Yeah, it's about boxing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You know what I mean? It's like I feel that's a John. It's a it's a it's a untapped genre of 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 pleasure that a lot of people look down on. But then again, you've got some films that are seen as classics that are sports related, like you know, Field of Dreams and. Um, what other film can yeah. I think of? Rocky, for instance. I think Rocky is one of the greatest films made. I, I think that's a brilliant yeah. film. And uh, but and and I'm sure somebody will come out and say, oh, you know, like you know, things like Raging Bull and all these other sort of uh, movies come out, and it it becomes the idea then, you know, when you really try and dissect uh, what certain movies are, and this is always again where it becomes a slightly opinion based, isn't it? Where yeah. you know how much of the movies dedicated to drama and relationship and how much you know is dedicated to the other part of it and then you know the actual sport for example that's why it's 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 a funny it's something that we could probably be on here for another like 20 minutes half hour probably debating but (laughs) i i'm gonna go on record and say i strongly disagree with the concept that sports movies ever fall into guilty pleasure you can just straight away rocky raging bull chariots of fire like yeah, Jerry, but, but are they sports movies? That's the, that's the question there, isn't but it? But that's not what the question you got asked was. You, you, got, you got asked, what's your favourite like brand of tea? And you said, well, here's what I think about coffee. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's in your opinion? I'm going to get a strong answer for Marv, right? What, in your opinion, is a guilty pleasure movie or perceived as a guilty pleasure movie that isn't a guilty pleasure? Uh, that's a very good question there. Yeah, and I liked when we got asked it five minutes ago. <laughs> this is going to be riveting listening. Um, it is a good question because I'm stumped. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a, a, what is a really good movie that everyone thinks is essentially a part of the chat? That's what I'm kind of feeling. The, uh, the real question actually. is... No, that's like... Because that, that is a turd movie. Yeah. While Adam is still thinking this, I will say that I do think that the one I mentioned, Escape to Victory, I would say that that is a guilty pleasure yeah. of a of a sports film, because yeah, it's a bit. Is that Stallone and Pele? Yeah, it is Stallone and Pele. Yeah, Stallone and I mean, it's sort of like bordering on the potentially naff, but it's bloody good Brilliant. escapism. And yeah. let's not take away Michael Caine as well. I mean, we've given. I was going to say Michael Caine's in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they break the goalkeeper's arm just so that Sylvester Stallone can be in the rest of the movie. Nice. I know. Yes. Just put him on the wing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you could probably pick someone, anybody but Stallone. See how, how tall is Stallone? He's not that. Uh... Don't know, mate. Don't what, know. what do they say, probably... Rocky? Yeah, but oh mate, we know those numbers will be fluffed. <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, what yeah. for you is a guilty pleasure movie that isn't a guilty pleasure? Um, because I'm going to say maybe, and then you're going to go, oh no, that's what. Uh, uh, I'll probably say Aliens is probably it's sci-fi action horror, uh, which most people would be like, cool, that's it's contained, but it's obviously got so much more nuances and that and the fact that it's one of the very few movies that's uh i think su- surpasses the original in many ways i mean obviously alien is is awesome and it's in its own right but it just it 
that's you know something to deliver isn't it that you can take such a great great movie give it to another director and then kind of go a different direction with it and still just absolutely smash it to a point where obviously people still talk about it today i mean how how old is that movie now about 30 years something like that yeah about the, oh, yeah. maybe maybe longer it might be an 80s movie like an it early is, 80s it is an 80s movie but like it might be early yeah. 80s so it might be knocking on the door of 40 years yeah it is still holds up wasn't wasn't it between terminator and terminator 2 in that period it was 86 thank you craig oh, the, the wonder of google <laughs> Yeah, I'm not not trusting Craig there to have pulled it out of his head. It's like, yeah, you googled that. Well, I'm sorry. It's because I can. It's because I can see him on the video. Oh yeah, no, no. That's... He was just looking. At, looked like he was looking at a screen <laughs> and using a mouse. Um, carrying on from that, I would say that Alien Three. Personally, I call that a guilty pleasure because of the fact yeah. that it's not very well. It's not. It's not as prominent as alien or aliens in mm. the franchise but i personally think it's up there with those two films there's some slight bits where it's a bit not quite all there but i think it's for the most part i think it's a really good film and i'd call that a guilty pleasure personally yeah uh, we did a whole episode on alien free and we yep. came to that same conclusion really where that's why i mentioned we it. felt Oh, no, yeah, thank you. Uh, good, good little plug there, Mark. Thanks. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, I think it's right. And I, again, because you can go into that movie and go, well, you know, you have your opinion about it. And if you did that little due diligence and did a little bit of research, you can find out so much of a history about the production of the movie, which almost like enriches it in a way. You know what I mean? You kind of go, well, this is a movie that just like, you know, absolutely nuked a franchise. You know what I mean? And this is why it happened. And, you you know, I'm sure people have written books and done lengthy uh, film reviews just on the behind the scenes stuff that happened on that movie. Well, as we know, someone did an entire recut of the film. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's how much people took took time to go, this could have been better than it was. Here, here's how, I, uh, here's how it should have been edited. Yeah, the assembly cut. Yeah, I need to see that assembly cut. I, I really do. I really want to see that. Oh, it's by hands down far better than the theatrical. Right. Cool. So, here's a strange question then, considering what your podcast is about. What would you say is your least favourite film and have you ever actually walked out of a cinema? Yes, and I feel that we we have spoken about this on on our podcast before so i can i can answer for me and craig on the walking out cinema bit um and that was die hard five yeah that was uh i i think i got to around about 15 minutes into that movie and i feel that that was a part of just when the sort of car chasey bits happening and i just kind of felt my head going like you know sort of a, a baby with unsupported neck i was just like god oh, jesus christ you know? um and then I was just like looking at my watch and I was like, do you know what? I, I'm not going to sit through the next however long hour of this. This is this has already just killed it for me. I don't I can't, I can't even remember why I felt so strongly about it, mainly probably because I really liked Die Hard. And after Die Hard 4, I wasn't going in with high expectations anyway. But 
Jesus, it really lowered the bar. Even in that first opening 10, 15 minutes, I was just like, yeah, I'm out. This isn't die hard. I'm not going to, you know, even though I've given him my money already, so what's the harm? So which Die Hard film was that again? Because I lost the sound there. Oh, uh, die, die Hard 5, was it? Uh, with From Russia With Love, or whatever it was called. <laughs> a good day to die hard. That's the one. Right. What about yourself, Five. Craig? Uh, I've never actually walked out of the cinema. No? Uh, I sat through all of Die Hard 5 with... Oh, jeez. Uh, I feel yeah, for you. Producer Gareth <laughs> and I uh, that sat through it, uh, as well as Taken 2... No. the same year that was it was that one two punch where I was like I'm done with the cinema for a while um, <laughs> glad I'm, punishment just I don't know why I just it's like going to a football match and if your team's losing 4-0 at half time I'll still stay to the final whistle um, in the hopes that it's going to get better in the hopes that there's going to be one moment where I'm like alright it was for this but yeah the worst so the worst film I've ever seen it's actually a movie that my sister gave to me on DVD once as a joke called Chicken Park. And it's Jurassic Park, but with chickens. And that's all you need to know to know just how bad it is. It's um, abhorrent. It's disgraceful. Like, it's a film I felt myself getting more stupid as I was watching it. And I've, I think... I've never asked this question about this movie because I, I don't because we always normally moved on quite quickly from it. Um but is it dinosaur sized chickens? Yes. All right, okay. Wow. So huge chickens. Huge T Rex sized chickens. Oh okay. Right. On a park called Chicken Park. And I've and checked this out. No you don't. <laughs> um, yeah it's uh, uh, oh. I won't walk out of the cinema, but I will stop watching something at home. And so that for me, I got, yeah, 20, 25 minutes in. I was just like, nope, I'm not, tr- I'm not doing any more of this nonsense. Mm. That for me is the one film where I'll happily say is just the worst film ever made. Wow. We'll get on to the show now. So what were your first, you know, podcast that you listened to? Adam, you go first, man. You got this one. Um, I suppose the one that I really got my uh, actually probably inspired me to get into podcasting is the old school wrestling review. Um, so it's three Irish lads and they get together and talk about story arcs uh, that come from like old school wrestling like WWF and WCW. And what really struck me about that was the chemistry between the friends. Yep. As well as obviously the interest in the subject matter of, of wrestling, they um, it was just really nice actually hearing conversations that similarly like me and Craig will have about movies. And I always thought to myself, it'd be really nice and interesting that if me and Craig could ever rec- uh, record some of the conversations that we have, because many times that we would be in coffee shops, meet up for half an hour. Suddenly, two hours later, <laughs> we're still on the subject of like we're still debating is... whether time travel would work in any film ever. Or yeah. What happened, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What about you, mate? Uh, for me, it started. I went through a huge Kevin Smith phase uh, in my early to mid twenties, and then I found him doing an interview with because he does the like three hour Kevin Smith and audience with things. Oh, and you can find on Kevin Amazon, Smith, anything yeah. Kevin Smith, what have you. And then I found him doing an interview on how did this get made with Paul Shear, Jason Manzoukas and June Dan Rayfield talking about Wild Wild West because he was oh, yeah. linked to the giant mechanical spider or whatever. It's yeah. the story he always <laughs> tells. 
And that's how I found How Did This Get Made? And I kind of binged all of their episodes and went, how are there not more podcasts like this? And a 10 second Google later, I found things like We Hate Movies. Mm. And over the time, you know, over the years, found things like Cinema Swirl and um, mostly nitpicking. And just I've now got this big bank of film podcasts I listen to. And that's branched out now into BBC Drama of the Week, the Command Mayo Film Podcast. But it all started with Kevin Smith and him just talking smack about the giant mechanical spider at the end of Wild Wild West. Cool. So what would you say is your go-to genre of film, Adam? Uh, I'm very much an uh, by-the-books action kind of guy. I like uh, big muscle-bound 80s action blowing stuff up. Uh, so your Arnie's, your Stallone's. Even your Van Dams. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go for that. That's my, yeah, kind of, uh, obviously the podcast is called Guilty Pleasure. Um, I'm very much into Guilty Pleasure kind of movies. So for example, I think Commando is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> Just uh, that's, Time okay. Cop. Yeah, oh, Time Cop, <laughs> brilliant movie. I love that movie as well. Uh, what about yourself, mate, Greg? It varies day to day who I'm with, time to time. Uh, a lot of my friends know me as the person that just loves a good B movie, and you've seen some of my trashy B movie collection, mm. Adam. But um, my ultimate, you know, favorite film is Blade Runner. Yeah, so yeah. it ranges from absolute trash that you wouldn't ever tell anyone you love to the pinnacle of filmmaking, in my opinion. It really, it's it's an open bag for me. There's not any genre I dislike, so it doesn't really answer the question, but. <laughs> it also does. It does, yeah. So Blade Runner being your favourite film then, and the, uh, the the B movie thing as well, does that mean that you're really, really into sci-fi? Not really, really into it, but Blade Runner caught me in a way that I didn't expect it to. I was a little south of sober when I watched it a few years back, and I just went, wow, this is filmmaking at its finest. And then since then, rewatched things like 2001 Space Odyssey and mm. Sunshine and... You know, the for me, masterpieces of sci-fi. But ultimately, I'll also, uh, you know, I'd also just love to sit down and watch Dazed and Confused or Everybody Wants Some, which is a talky talk Richard Linklater movie. Okay. I just like, I like being engaged within a story. The B-movie thing is when I'm with friends and I just want to film to heckle. And this <laughs> is kind of the basis of the entire podcast. Yeah, that, very really. true. Right, because I was I was about to say something, and then when you mentioned the uh, the, the link later film, I thought no, that doesn't doesn't fit because I was going to say that you both have a a liking of films that are f- set apart from the, the real world, but then with the link later, they're not so much because I was going to say that because the um, uh, the sci fi is so out of well out of this world that it takes you that it's it's like you're away from what's going on in the world it's the same as the uh the big um the big arnold Schwarzeneggers and the stallones and the van dams they are so far set away from what really goes on in the world it's it's like it's like it's not it's so far away from what really happens that it's like it takes you away and it's films that you can escape into yeah. Yeah, so escapism. Escapism. Yeah. It's, it's something that I would say, yeah, I actually really like delving into movies. I, I will say as well, I do like the sort of sci-fi and fantasy movies as well. But I want that in a movie because if uh, I want to be essentially engaged and captivated, 
and with that, I want my sort of mind to be blown and sort of see what you know somebody else's imagination can come up with, and that excites me. Whereas you know, sort of, uh, say for example, I think like something quite tedious would be like a kind of courtroom legal drama or something like that. Could be you know, as I I not that I've ever been implicated in anything <laughs> and I've had to end up in a courtroom, but I can imagine it just being quite a boring affair. I disagree. <laughs> but this is why we do the podcast we don't we never agree on anything this is true <laughs> but would it make for boring content if the presenters all agreed with each other all the time exactly it, it, it i mean there are things that we'll come to agreement on um but i think that me and craig have actually quite a good um what's what i'm looking for it's not mutual respect. <laughs> it's not that. Um, I, I say quite, we've got quite eclectic tastes in, in movies and we can find middle ground on things that we like, especially with the movies that we talk about. Yeah. But I think we can really come up from different angles about why we like the movies. And then obviously from that stem, our dislikes as well. Yeah, absolutely. And from our knowledge of films, we can explain as and why is we do or don't like a thing based on mm. the other, you know, the, Oops. the thousands of film bank knowledge that we have in our, mm. in our you know, repertoire. So, yeah, we can always discuss anything to the to an end point. Like, we had a massive discussion about whether or not Tony Stark was a good character in the Avengers, <laughs> in, the, in the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, and eventually we ended by going, hey, let's do a special episode on this because that's been a good hour of content. But we found mid-ground from the starting point of, I don't think he's very good, Adam thinks he's amazing, discuss so what's the history of your show itself you know how did you first come up with the idea of it and then how long did it take for you to get it actually started from there because i think it actually took a little while to uh because i think it's one of those things where i'm not too sure if we were both committed to it at the time well to begin with we wanted to do a different podcast yeah we wanted to do a rugby podcast and then just that was it. That was there yeah, yeah. hours upon hours of research, analyzing, editing, looking at scores, watching mm. highlights and going, oh, we're not getting paid for this. It's not worth <laughs> it. So it kind of that kind of died in the water. And yeah. then it was, should we just talk about film? Yeah, well, I'll talk right. about what we know. And it's... then I bought the equipment yeah. and then we went from there. It took probably a month. Yeah. Uh, from let's do a cinema podcast okay this is what it would be called you got the logo and theme song i got the equipment yeah we went from there it was it seemed quite like a a, a natural pace for where, how it came along because we were like oh what do we call it and it's like oh do you know what well, this will do adam and craig and then what's it well, what's it about what kind of movies do we want to talk about that's about the guilty pleasures of cinema and that's the kind of as i said it based on our conversations that we'd always sort of stumble into when we'd meet up uh you know socially going mm. for like you know coffee or you know, food or something like that we'd always end up on movies because yeah. craig's background is script writing so uh craig's a bit of a uh, sort of a know-all when it comes into that side of the industry he works a lot on sets and production uh, myself i went to university did a, a film studies degree and then I did a little bit of production after that, but something that I didn't actually really enjoy. Um, I wasn't really into uh, the, the really long hours being on set. And 
I sort of found other work in the more sort of hospitality industry as you do when you're uh, sort of failing in the film industry. <laughs> and then uh, from that, yeah, I've just sort of built my career up from there. So, um, so, so for us, it was just kind of like, we'll talk about what we know, but more about what we love, because we really love cinema, we really love movies, and we love it and appreciate it from the sort of popcorn element of it, of watching it, enjoying it but also from the technical side of it, you know, sort of the production values and even everything from screenwriting and uh, plot films. Or in your case, music. Oh, I, love, I do love a score. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say your own personal background. Do you think that shaped what you think when you go and watch a film? Oh, I'll tell you what you used to. I, I, I actually, for a point, didn't enjoy movies yeah. because I used to watch them and they'd be so analytical that I could not just sit down and just let myself enjoy it. Um, I don't know if you have that problem, Craig. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, I need to force myself to switch off and not look for character arts and setups and yeah. foreshadowing in certain films. I'd be like, oh, that uh, key lighting's a bit too sharp. Uh, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just these things like that. I feel like, oh, someone's... Continuity doing... error in the background. Script yeah. supervisor didn't do their job. Um, no, I've got certain go-to films where I can just switch off and go, I'm going to enjoy this for what it is. Uh, but when I watch a new film, whether it's at home or in the cinema, it is a case of getting slightly inebriated. Mm. And then I can <laughs> just go, you know what? I'm not working. I'm not working. I can sit down and let this story wash over me. And if then it doesn't, it's probably a bad film. <laughs> so... When you're doing the show, is there a set structure to the show or do you just gab on and work your way from the beginning to the end? Oh, you've got we, we try. <laughs> we, we, I, I normally uh, do some due diligence and do a bit of research beforehand and send uh, sort of notes, kind of like a bit of a blow-by-blow blow to Craig. Yeah. And then Craig normally gets it and metaphorically screws it up, throws it in the trash. I quite literally have never <laughs> read any of your notes that you sent me. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, so if you can kind of uh, listen to some of our shows, it's definitely me battling to try and get through this sort of kind of script I've written and then Craig derailing it most of the time. Um, but then we'll have, <laughs> but obviously the spirit of the show is a lot of back and forth thing and we'll go on tangents very much as we probably derailed your podcast, Marv. That's fine. Uh, just in the <laughs> fact that we are really good friends. So we've yeah. also got a lot to talk about. We're very opinionated people. Some of us quite optimistic, some of us maybe a little bit negative, but that's the gel that brings us together. You know, opposites attract. Yeah. I've derailed one episode. <laughs> one. I would say you derailed it. It came out quite well. You what. literally said in the episode, oh, you've derailed this episode. Only after you had brought it to okay. attention. But apart from that, no, I, we, we set... In the first few weeks of recording, we, we had a relatively set routine regards like, oh, let's talk about the budget. Let's talk who's in the film. Where do we know them from? Yeah. When did we first watch the film? All right, let's go and you know, watch the movie together, come back and chat about it. Because that became the kind of unspoken norm, I don't feel I need to get the notes. I just need to know. like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, For example, like when we did Legion, yeah. I was ready to sit down and be like, well, I don't need to look at the fact that Paul Bettany was in this. Hmm. I know what Paul Bettany's been in. Uh, yeah. I've, what, I'm going to watch the film, so I'll guess, or, or I've already seen the film, so I'll guess the budget. You're then going to tell yeah. me what the actual fee was and how much it made in the box office. Uh, and then, 
it's quite then, nice to have something a bit of blindness to it isn't it because i'll yeah. come and i'll go oh a bit of this and this and it's almost like you know first time you're hearing it and you kind of like so it's quite yeah, nice to I, have a bit i really make a point surprise. of never checking what the because it's one of the questions oh how adam asks how much do you think this was made for i'll make a point of never checking and and just guess guessing on what i know the film looks like again if i've seen it or in the case of say legion or something going shit i don't know uh that looks like a 50 million dollar movie or something and it it, it brings kind of, yeah this kind of spark of naturalism to it because mm. there are too many podcasts i listen to where are i have listened to where it is like and this film was made and it was 1997 and in this time and it's like, <laughs> oh my god just have a bit of like pep to you what were you saying yeah yeah so yeah. No, uh, no one wants to read read wikipedia no one wants to listen to a podcast that is just facts well, strong opinion. That is a very strong <laughs> opinion. It is. <laughs> no, if you like, so for example, uh, the podcast uh, "No Such Thing as a Fish," right? It's quite literally a podcast about facts. Uh, it's the QI team who have that, and they but they bring some personalities with it, and they discuss and they explain, and they there's a, a back and forth, and there is a a verve to how they deliver the facts and the information. Obviously, Adam and I talk about facts. A film made for 50 million, that's a fact. Yep. But the back and forth is what makes it different for me. Absolutely. Yep. So when you're editing the show, you must have... How do you do that then? Do you have absolutely tons of footage and then you think, oh my God, what am I going to do with all this? And then lots of Adam, editing. do you want to answer this question? Yeah. Uh, Craig does the editing with a gun to the back of his head or... <laughs> if it's him holding the gun in his mouth because he has about three or four hours to try and get it all down to a coherent, uh, like in an hour episode. And as you can see, uh, you know, hear from us, Marv, that we do go on like little tangents and have little rants and what, what not. Some of the, some things that, you know, rants that can't make it into the, (laughs) into the episode for whatever reason. And with that, I feel uh, obviously, a testament to Craig, uh, his abilities with the editing to actually make uh, two guys having a, having a chat uh, about a movie they just watched seem entertaining, and with that as well, to I, I think as well to actually be able to sit down and kind of like have the the tenacity to kind of go, okay, this doesn't work, that works, this doesn't work, that works, and then put it all together. I mean, there's been very little times where I've listened to an episode and gone, oh, why wasn't that included? And then Craig would just be like, oh, you know, timing and stuff like that. I'll just be like, yeah, all right, whatever, mate. And then we we kind of move on. It's just kind of like I've got a lot of trust and faith in Craig's abilities um, to, to deliver that. And we've got to the stage of trust, like in recording now, where there's obviously no one would have ever heard this, but when we're talking at a point or it's going on, and we, I'll cut it off and be like, "This, just let's move on. This isn't going to make the edit. I already, <laughs> I already am doing that in my head, and this yeah. is already out." And uh, we, ha- yeah, we had it with the miscongeniality episode that we just released, where, um, yeah, I can't remember what the point was. You, you were talking about a gif of, or a meme of some sort, and it's like. <laughs> We're an audio. I was podcast. laying out my we're, political agenda. Yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're an audio media. Like mm. we're not. You don't point describing a picture. Um, <laughs> but my favorite my favorite thing to do with the edit as well. There's two. There's two favorite things. One is like 
if I think that there's a punchline to a joke over here that would work better to the joke over there, splicing that together and making it seem like we had it planned all along. Most of our jokes, that are, we, a lot of our jokes that we released are um, yeah, cut together on the editing room floor. Uh, my favorite thing to do is find the, and not, I'm not sure how many people yet have cottoned on to this as something that happens. We have our uh, outro song, which runs for like a minute and a minute and a minute and a half. Yeah. And it's a really good song. Uh, was that another Fiver? Yeah, there was a guy called Mike uh, who I got chatting to on Fiverr, yeah. And um, he's been awesome. He, he did a few renditions for us. It's a really good song. I put it in at the end because obviously we paid for it and it's it's fun to listen to. But most people are just like, oh, we're in the end credits. Switch to another show. What they don't realise is that I've cut in uh, an, a joke that didn't make the original cut and put it as like yeah. a Marvel mid credit sequence. Yeah. <laughs> and that can range from anything from me complaining about my housemates having the washing machine on to Adam being unable to pronounce the name Jim Henson. <laughs> uh, and uh, that, that in the end, that's just fun. It's just like, how do I make this a bit more of our personality coming out? Yeah, I can't yeah. pronounce shit. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, no, I've noticed the uh, the mid credit sequence in there. I've noticed that. Oh, good stuff. Good. I, I, I need to, I need to put that in when I do my uh, when I do my blog. I need to actually point that out that people need to listen to the whole thing to get the. I think it's one sequence. of those things that we never really mention as like, oh, listen to the mid credit joke. Because my hope is that in however many months or years or whatever time, someone will just listen to it all and be like, huh, didn't expect that. And then look back and go, shit, there's 50, 100 of these. And Is we'll there just... like a secret message that you're building up to? It's like the first letter of every word or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is my like play it backwards in the record. And it's just like, Freddie is done. Freddie is done. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's the sort of thing that, but then at the end of it, someone will, um, go, will get double the listens essentially. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people will have to listen back again just to find that, that 5, 10, 15 second joke. Smart. Pumping the I'm, numbers. <laughs> I'm now going to make a suggestion that I made to the guys from Bad Council, which is when you have a problem uh, pronouncing people's names, you could always snag those bits out of the episode and eventually put out a gag reel or something of mistaken names. Just have like a minute of both of you getting the names wrong or something. Oh, if you don't think I've already started doing that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Craig's got a compilation of my best hits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was who's um, who did the Seven Samurai? What was the name of the director? Um, uh, Akira Kurosawa. Oh God! Yeah, Kurosawa. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that was a fun one. <laughs> that was a fun one to keep. Jim Henson was a one to keep. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm, I'm ragging on the fact that you. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's fine. But, that's um, but yeah, it's all pay back and forth. Don't worry. I, I, I know. <laughs> it's all payback for that Ty Furlong comment earlier. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so no, the editing process can sometimes be a bit arduous because as well, like, we'll do an episode and I'll look and be like, all right, we're talking about the finale of the, sh of the movie. We're, we've recorded for 40 minutes. Hey, this is going to be an easy edit. How the fuck do we now get to two hours? I don't know. And <laughs> for some reason, our, our edits sometimes last longer than uh, our, our conversations last longer than the movie itself. I imagine that's part <laughs> of the course yep. with a lot of these things. So it's like, all right, time to fucking separate the wheat from the chaff. I realise I'm swearing a lot. I don't mean to. It just yeah. happens. That's all right. I'll put an advisory like I did with the episode that went out to Good. <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that uh, anyone listens to our shows outside of the, you know, 
or below the age of 18, considering the movies that we do are very much stuck in their sort of, uh, you know, 90s and very early 2000s. Because um, obviously you get to see your analytics and things like that as well. Um, and we're doing quite well, actually. We've, um, in the sense that we've got a fairly good uh, demographic of men to women. It's around about sort of uh, 75 to 25. Yeah. <coughs> Pardon me. But our age range is pretty much our age as well. So we, uh, you know, guys that are in their 30s that are listening to our 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 podcast probably I can assume because it's the the movies that we do are from the areas of when they grew up and watched them to be clear I'm not 30 yet <laughs> no. <laughs> and to be clear when's your birthday unfortunately I'm not in my 30s really? either no. yeah Adam still being ageist man I'm just a mid state fact for the most part, their audience is this sort of age range. There we go. Mm. People with so, time to waste. <laughs> yes. Which I was going to try and play a game, but I didn't know whether to include it in the episode or not. Oh, please, let's do it. So Craig has to describe a film from beginning to end in under 30 seconds. Uh, let's do that. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Right. Okay, so... Uh, I'll, I'll throw out a film. I'll... Uh, Go on, Jesus. Okay, Adam throws out the film and Craig has to describe it. Off you go. All right, uh, Fight Club. Uh, a man goes through a schizophrenic phase where he thinks he, where he meets his other secret hidden half, starts an underground fight club where it in turn becomes a anti-capitalist revolution which involves meatloaf and jared leto where in turn they blow up all the credit card companies at the end and the guy finds out that is that my timer no. uh, <laughs> uh, and then the, the, the protagonist then finds out that his best friend is actually his evil alter ego cool. uh, batman forever oh god damn it we're doing it <laughs> uh batman versus two-face and the riddler done all fair um like superhero movies are easy. <laughs> yeah, let's go for something a little bit more nuanced. Then, wreck uh, room for a dream. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> three heroin junkies and a lady that becomes addicted to drugs go through uh, life and times of I think nineties New York. Is it nineties New York? Uh, where they start to live the American dream of building a business for themselves, or in one case, Ella Burstyn's getting on television, only to find that their dreams are shattered because. Drugs equals bad. And everyone's end up depressed. And if you're sad, watch that movie because you'll feel better about your life. Let's see if Adam can do it. Yeah, let's see if Adam can do it. <laughs> well, then, Adam, do the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man film. Uh, what even happens in that movie? Um, so, uh, it's the green teenage boy uh, uh, stalking redheads, gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Um, a doesn't realise that uh, Willem Dafoe is the goblin, even though he looks exactly like one, and uh, eventually culminates into their back and forth where uh, Willem Dafoe is then impaled with his own glider, which sets up for the sequel and the demise of the friendship between uh, Tommy Maguire uh, character and Jane Franco's character. Do Legion. Uh, this movie uh, is about angels and Craig hating the movie. 
Craig despises this movie completely because apparently it's not uh, contextual enough with some of the characters' um, motivations. Uh, doesn't spell it all out because uh, uh, sometimes you, you know you have to do that as a writer. Everything has to be uh, spelled out for the audience because the audience uh, are idiots. That's obviously the way that Craig treats his writing. So uh, everything's got to be a Chekhov gun. You can't just set up something in the beginning and then not have it pay off in the end. And uh, Craig doesn't like action movies. <laughs> if that's how you see the film, buddy, that's how you see the film. <laughs> I just know that that's your opinion. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. <laughs> so... What other podcasts do you both listen to then, uh, Craig? Uh, so my favourite podcast is a film, is one called We Hate Movies, which is a New York-based podcast. It's probably it's the only podcast that I um, Patreon subscribe to, and it's one of the reasons that I kind of got into podcasting. Uh, then how did this get made? I did I, I yeah. From one, I jumped onto the other, and I've kind of rode that train for a long time. Uh, as a scriptwriter, I listen to the Script Notes podcast, and I listen to the Rugby Pod. Yeah. And uh, my favourite one at the moment is just the the Pod Quiz. It comes out every Friday, and it's a fifteen minute pub quiz podcast. Uh, good friends of mine put me onto that, and there, yeah, he's on episode eight hundred and fifty or something, and it is just as I'm cooking or having breakfast, just. Nice little piece of back and forth trip here I get to go forward with. Nice. Cool. Adam? Um, I do listen to the Rugby Pod. Great, great show. Um, but I'm, yeah, basic when it comes to podcasts. Uh, I'm so definitely a Joe Rogan fan. Um, obviously, listen to Spy Hards as well. Yeah. So you've got to give a support and shout out to our friends at Spy Hards. Uh, and of course, your show, Marv, as well. That's uh, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've... Um, it's, it's one of those things with podcasts I'll, I'll listen to bits and pieces here and there um i've noticed that a lot of our friends have started actually doing their own podcasts as well so i feel that we've hopefully maybe inspired some to start venturing dipping their toes into it as well so it's quite good to see so i'll probably be listening to theirs in the future and yeah i feel so basic when i say joe rogan because everyone listens to joe rogan i don't never listen to an episode you know, really? oh god, what a no. dude! No, some awesome episodes. I, I was I was about to start listening to Joe Rogan, and then he suddenly moved over to Spotify, which yeah. which I think is the worst streaming platform for podcast. So why do you think? Because I've heard this before from a lot of other people, but I listen to a lot of my podcasts on Spotify. Um. It's just really difficult to try and navigate your way around to finding a podcast. And then when you find mm. it, uh, the pages are um, not very simple to use. They're not always in order with the episodes. You can't necessarily get a full episode list up on there uh, if so. you want to dig, dig through it. It's, it's just not an easy uh, platform to use for that specific reason i mean spotify is brilliant for mm. uh music if you want to just listen to something random in music sort of pick a playlist uh, or something that's perfect but with just with podcasting i think it's just tricky to use that's fair yeah which is probably going to get me removed off spotify now <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, not at all. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard some complaints, especially more for on the Joe Rogan side of things because it's video cast. Yeah. So um, it's very difficult to watch video like on your phone like that in that sense. And there are some other uh, fantastic uh, podcasts which are video based. Uh, one of them's the OSW Review, the old school wrestling podcast. Yeah. And that's you know you you can listen to it like um you know audially but um you get way more out of it visually because of the effort that they put into the um the editing and video so yeah i I do get that complaint it's a bit of a bother for me that with the video because uh, as you know most of my podcast listening is done while i'm driving around at work Mm. in a work van so it's not video based I, i listen to it and I know there's, I feel like I'm missing a lot of content through it being audible listening and not visual occasionally. Yeah, I've, I've, me and Craig have had this discussion beforehand and because uh, Craig sort of has suggested to the before that we sort of put this on YouTube and um, we go through that route. But I, I very much feel that there's a sort of like distinction behind that because I feel if you're going to do the visual side of things, it needs to be done really well um because you otherwise yeah you can, you can just put the audio up that's fine but i feel to stimulate people on youtube when you've got like a, a, a visual uh platform you know yeah. most people go to youtube to watch videos if you don't have something that's engaging in that sense then it's there's no point um because i've yeah tinkered with the idea beforehand and i feel that me and craig are very much faces for radio if you in that sense <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> oh dear but then again if you went video wouldn't you be tempted to like get bits from films and try and put clips in your episodes and things like that to make it a bit more uh should we say snazzy or a bit more yeah there 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 is an idea there like and i feel that there probably will come a point where we will edit our podcasts into video Yep. And it's it's just trying to figure out the right sort of format using the right editing, um, because at the end of the day, we obviously uh, Craig has to do all the editing on the audio side of things. Yep. So, what would be the expectation there? Would Craig also do the visual stuff? Probably not. So, I'd probably be landing on myself. Am I prepared to do that? <laughs> uh, yes, you know, I, I will. But it's one of those things that I probably need to get comfortable with that, and I feel it'd be very unfair to put all that workload on Craig when he's obviously such a busy man and in-demand uh, screenwriter. Since we're in this frame of mind then, what advice would you give to people starting a podcast for the first time then? Uh, Greg, uh, probably be better. Yeah. Honestly, just do it. The very first podcast I did was six years ago. And I was sat down, it was three, me and three friends, and we were like, oh, let's do this. And I was of the opinion, like, let's plan it out. Let's figure out what we're going to talk about, this and the other. And one of them just went, nah, let's just do it tomorrow. And for me, it was a case of, oh, Christ, we're jumping in to the deep end headfirst. And then we ran for however many episodes we ran for. I think 64 we got to before, like, life took over. Um, But every episode we did from episode two onwards, it was was absolutely fine because we'd done it for the first time. The idea of doing a podcast comes to the, oh, what if it's not interesting? What if I'm not interested? What if I sound terrible? What if I can't edit it? What if, what if all of the reasons you don't do anything ever come up? And actually, just do it once and you'll find out whether or not you can do it. And you'll listen to it back and go, God, I wish I'd said this. 
mm-hmm. and then you do it next time. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel that some people get paralysis on certain projects like that, where it's just that there's almost like a, a fear of failure before you even started. Mm. But, um, you know, it's the, there's a couple of uh, things that I'm aware of in terms of like certain biases like that. So one of the things is that when we started this is that we just wanted to do it for fun and to try and keep it fun. And I felt that even just a couple of weeks ago, I feel like me and Craig had this conversation where we were being overly rigid with stuff. Uh, probably more my end. I was being quite rigid with what I wanted to do with the podcast and what um, the structure and the format. And I wanted to like, so when we said, right, we're going to do these movies, it's like, right, we are going to do these movies and setting out a bit of a schedule. And I felt that schedule started like pulling at us a little bit. And it was just like, so instead of, um doing you know movies that we actually wanted to like maybe do that week we like right well we've got to sit down and do this movie and sometimes when we obviously at the beginning of when we're picking these movies out like it seems like a good idea at the time but then after we've watched it and we kind of go do you know what you know maybe we shouldn't have done that movie or maybe we could have done a better movie and i feel that we've this is actually where Miss Congeniality came out because it wasn't on on the schedule and we were just like you know what um we'll have a really loose schedule we'll we'll go back to trying to just keep it fun and I I feel that sometimes that when you are starting any project like this and putting out entertainment that you can kind of get a bit wrapped up sometimes in um trying to please so many different audiences and trying to you know by the end of the day we've got a really cool like core audience that really really supportive and they've liked the work we've done so far so if they've liked that hopefully there's more and more people out there that will like it and so we need to keep that energy up we need to keep up that that level of like um uh just that kind of momentum really and if we feel that we're not having fun doing it then it, it'll become to a point it's like what's the point in doing this um, I want to I want to keep it going with Craig because Craig's a great friend. He's got great insights, and um, you know I've enjoyed this experience with him so much. And it's opened up a lot of doors, and we get to meet loads of cool people, and we joined a really cool community. Like obviously meeting people like yourself, Marv, um, getting to know other podcasts as well. So yeah, it's it's kind of what Craig's saying. It's just like look, dip your toes in, go go for it. Like there's no expectation on anyone. It's not like you're going to be doing a podcast and be breaking it in. So you're you're pretty much in it for the fun of it. And if anything does come of it, then that's just a bonus. Definitely. So where can people find your show, and how can they get hold of you? So we are on Spotify. <laughs> I know. Yep. So am I. Um, and then we're also on all the other um, major podcasts uh, hosting sites uh, so we are on uh, apple uh, google all that jazz um but also we're on all the other social media so facebook twitter um but our instagram game is uh, pretty good so that's yeah. where we'll do most of our interaction with fans our instagram game is so good that you don't even want to give out our handle i was going to leave that to you mate because <laughs> every week we are yeah so uh, we're on facebook we're on spotify we're on itunes at adam and craig's guilty pleasure cinema we are on instagram at adam and craig's gpc we're on twitter at adam and craig and we do have a patreon i i think we currently lost money on that but uh <laughs> it's yeah patreon.com forward slash adam and craig's gpc uh guilty pleasure cinema ah, apologies yeah. and uh 
Yeah, I, I, I'm tempted to do one of my old jokes. I used to do a running joke where I'd, be, I'd name a load of outdated technology in which you could contact us, such as fax machines and carrier pigeons. But uh, <laughs> no, just find us on Instagram, drop us a message there if you want to get in touch. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much for talking with me, guys. I'm glad that we got round to it eventually. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for taking the time. That's great. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us. to bring somebody else into the conversation now and those bits if you don't mind Ethan I'm going to put those bits aside and we'll slot those into the full episode that me and you will do together at a later date if that's okay sounds good sounds good cool let's see if Craig has joined us then from Adam and Craig's guilty pleasure cinema hello hello Craig how are you very well hey Craig hey how's it going I've got Adam here pretty good how are you yeah, good. Craig, so it's Craig Busek and Adam Kent. Kent, yeah. From Adam and Craig's Guilty Pleasure Cinema, is it? That's quite easy to remember with our, with our names in the title. <laughs> and it's definitely not a mouthful. No, it's not. No, no. <laughs> no. We've got. Um, while I was waiting for you guys, I was cheeky and I asked uh, I asked Ethan a few questions that I'm going to slot into a separate show that we'll get together and record at some point. <laughs> yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, Ethan's got a phone call to make at half past and then he's going to have to pop back into the conversation when he's done that call. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, not the best timing, unfortunately. So, uh, where are you from, Ethan? I'm from California. Oh, yeah. From cool. Palo Alto, though. Yeah. So, what part of the UK are you from? Uh, London. London based. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love London. Yeah, it's all right normally, uh, but we just moved into uh, our. So, uh, the UK's got like a tier system for our restrictions in coronavirus, and we just right. moved into uh, our tier three, which is. Is it the highest, Craig? Yes. Yes. Yes, it's the highest yeah. tier. So, everything's been shut down now. Which is uh, always always fun. <laughs> yeah, that's frustrating. I have friends in the UK right now, and they're just and they're going crazy. I have a friend that lives on his own, and it's just like yeah. in like a tiny apartment in London. It's, it's he's not happy right now. People, yeah, a lot of people. Are, I'm I'm quite lucky that I, I live with my partner. Um, and then we yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and then they obviously uh, Craig here lives with uh, a flatmate as well, so he's not been too bad. And then, uh, so it's you know what I mean. It's, it's been all right for it's been all right for us in that sense, but we've got loads of friends, right. who are, yeah, sort of living solo, and I, I think they've been yeah, finding quite challenging. Mm. But yeah, we'll yeah, for sure. I'm an extrovert. I definitely could not live on my own like that if I if I weren't out all the time. But I mean, you just can't. So, uh, what part of California are you from, mate? Uh, Palo Alto. Oh, okay. So I went to school up near Seattle and then I'm back home here living with my parents just because it's 
it's so expensive. <laughs> it's it's way too pricey here. But you've moved yeah. um, south then, Ethan, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, you've moved to Southern Cal. Yeah. Hey, well, oh, sorry. I'm in Northern California right now. Yeah. Right, yep. But yep. I was up in. Sorry. As a Brit, I'm trying to work out the uh, the, the geography of it all. I <laughs> don't know why. Oh, for sure. I like always ask my British friends like how far apart they think the Bay Area and LA are apart, and they usually say like two and a half hours. I'm like, no, 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 it's six and a half hours. It's massive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. At least because the United States is. Yeah, I think as Brits we don't really appreciate the sort of distance traveled by Americans. I think like an hour. Yeah, exactly. Is, is long. Whereas I know Americans will travel like two or three hours oh, to go visit a restaurant. Like, that's, that's just being so yeah that's never something i'd want to do us. but i mean like it, it can take you two hours to get across la sometimes it's it's <laughs> uh yeah no it's 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 crazy that's mad uh martin just to ask about yourself then where about you from in the uk near nottingham ah yeah very cool man eh? <laughs> robin hood country <laughs> With a better accent than Kevin Costner had in, in Robin Hood. <laughs> you know. And Russell Crowe by that merit. Yes. What, why did they give him a Sheffield accent? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's it's as close as he yeah, can get. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think that's as best as he can do. Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Put poor Aussies, they can't get accents, can they? No. I mean, was, uh, was Mel Gibson, when he was doing Lethal Weapon, was he trying to do an American accent or was he just straight up now? I can't. He was trying hard, but I think he was trying hard. Yeah, was he? <laughs> it's the best he could do, Adam. It's the best he could do. <laughs> but he's actually American, isn't he, Mel Gibson? Because he was born there, and then they moved over to Australia, and then he came back to work. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's oh, it's citizenship. The citizenship. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say it's been a long day today. So I've. Uh, been up since uh, like half or five and I've been uh, working so I've just uh, finished coming straight here to record so I'm a bit uh, a little bit fried yeah I get that yeah um, well yes. I'm a night shift worker so when, when I do shows in the daytime it's it's a bit bit weird right the guys from Spotlight as well they've got some background in in television and film as well mm-hmm. Because Matt Matt's from Spotlight, he does he does scripts and I think. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, Craig, that's good. What kinds of things are you guys working on? Uh, so, what are you working on at the moment? Then? Well, uh, at the moment, I just finished off a British crime drama uh, called Thirteen Cars, which is being directed by a guy called Rob Woods and produced by the guy a guy called Jonathan Jonathan Softcott. Oh, cool. Uh, who's done things like, uh, what's it called? Like the British, like Craig Fairbrass kind mm. of gangs and gun, gun, mm-hmm. gangsters, guns and violence kind of movies. He's yeah. doing one of those. Um, I'm currently working on a Taiwanese TV show called Incursion, which they're pitching as like the Taiwanese X-Files, which really <laughs> works for me. Uh, and... Yeah, that's kind of it. And at the moment, I'm doing a book adaptation for a lady named Kate Allett, her kind of true life story of 
overcoming locked in syndrome, which mm. is where you're like paralyzed from wow. everywhere below the eyelid. And it's her journey from locked in to being now the, like the poster child of wow. overcoming that illness. Um, doctor, yeah, doctor said to her like, oh, you're never going to sit up again. She sat up, you're never going to walk. She started running. And then she climbed a mountain and has raised hundreds of thousands for charity. And, and she, uh, she wanted Amelia Clark, didn't she? She did want Amelia Clark. <laughs> and I laughed. But at the end of the day, you know, the stars, I guess. But um, yeah, so I'm just adapting her um, biography into a, into a film at the moment. That's exciting. So, yeah. Here and there. For sure. That's awesome. Hello. No. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep, I can hear you, oh, Adam. Awesome. Yeah, Craig. that's it. Fantastic. Um, yeah, Craig is literally just wrapping up something. Um, he'll be just another minute. Yep. How you been, mate? Been well? I've been well. I can hear the action in the background. Yeah, so it's like a sort of like a school playground opposite, which uh, doesn't help. Yeah. To quote the orange... Um, president it is what it is it is <laughs> hello hey hello. Hello, oh, very How's loud oh am i my apologies yeah. <laughs> i'm just also going to do a quick mic test as well just to see if i can turn it down a bit i have a new microphone arriving today at some point oh what did you go for uh i've gone for a sort of like middle priced one at the moment around just under 100 quid so, uh, and then eventually I will go for the same one that Dave has got from Live Life Lab because he's got a the oh, Shaw, yeah. uh, I can't remember what it is now, but the Shaw microphone that's for uh, podcasting. I've just changed my in- input level. Is that any better? That's better, Craig. Yep, yep. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, there's Craig. He's he's on video. Hello. In that case, I'll go back to um, my... Uh, yeah, Adam, get on video. Come on, man. Fake background. There you go. Nice. I'm oh, on very the cool. telly. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. Uh, is that a little bit better? Is that sort of taking out the... Oh, wait a second. It's doing it by itself now. Um, that should hopefully be correct there. Yeah, and if obviously we do hear any screaming children, it's not coming from the basement. It's not this time. Outside. Not this time, it's coming from oh. outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just not listening to what I'm saying. I think it's 20 weeks we've managed now to get an episode out every week. Yeah, something like that. That's good. That's great. So um, Adam and uh, Scott from Spy Hard know each other then. Yes, yes, we do. We uh, we used to work together uh, many years ago, and uh, we uh, our sort of connection really isn't really through movies. Obviously, if we work together, but it's through wrestling. Okay. So yeah. we uh, we used to go to watch the uh, the wrestling shows and stuff like that. So when they'd come to um, like London or something like that, to you know to play at the O2, we'd go and get seats and uh, watch big sweaty men grapple with each other. All good. <laughs> Boy, I don't know how to respond to that big sweaty bed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. 
You're busy at work then, Craig, by the sound of it. Uh, yeah, uh, the film industry is gearing up for when they're going to start again. So obviously that, so that means I get a lot of work coming my way of developing ideas or um, doing rewrites on projects. So I got hired for another one this week, which is good. But again, it's another case of like, God, when are we going to actually fit this in? So the last two weeks I've been working kind of all nighters and early morning starts to kind of catch up with myself um i think adam was living me with me at the time i got hired for two of the projects that i just finished off this week so you kind of give get a scope then of how long it takes to get from kind of start to not finish but first finish first draft mm. um but yeah so it, yeah it's a lot of a lot of conversations with a lot of people are we going to get you see, to see your face adam yeah yeah i'm, I'm looking right okay today so like i don't mind putting you on the old video there we go there you go Ooh, nice oh nice pop thanks. shield yeah i got uh uh so th- this is the one that cray recommended to myself um it was like a nice little um i think it's like about 50 quid in the end but this is it's it's so good that it can literally pick up well, what's going on outside of the on the, the other side of the street so which is uh, sort of a bit of a you know a pro and a con really <laughs> have you got setting selection on it or is it just set to what it is you can't change the uh... it's kind of yeah um I'll, I'll, I'll see if i can turn it down just a tiny little bit more but it kind of fix it itself it's a bit weird like that because some so might on... you have a switch on where you can change them from one direction to another so it picks up just from a certain area no yeah it's, it's not that snazzy i don't think yeah but yeah this is a sort of uh, i said the uh, sort of problem with i think uh filming now uh, or recording from from home rather than the studio or in a sort of like a closed setting yeah. which we're used to it's just yeah a bit a bit frustrating but you know you gotta you gotta make do with uh, the situation i'm still gotta get that content out there I'm surprised the guys from Spyards didn't ask you to take part in the Condor Man episode because that would fit perfectly with a guilty pleasure film. Yeah, it's um, we we've got that in the pipeline. We we are going to do a bit of a crossover episode, and um, but we've got another love, uh, me and Scott. So that's what we're going to come together on. So we'll, we'll leave that as a bit of a surprise. Okay, I know. You're going to do a, a review of Over the Top with Stallone. Oh, that would be a great shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm very much a big fan of uh, Stallone, as you know. Yeah. And uh, Craig has no love for that movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good. And, and we st- he's st- <laughs> it's I'm still saying Craig needs to watch Time Cop. Yeah, he's never seen it. I, I can believe it. He's, I he's will watch of, it. He hasn't just... seen any Van Damme movies. That's not true. I've seen a few. I've seen enough. Uh, Have you seen I, the ones that we watched together or I suggested? Yeah, that was enough. <laughs> no, that's not true. I saw Expendables 2, which he was really good in. I'd say that's by far his least uh, credible work, considering that it's a, a huge ensemble cast. But it's got is, all your favourite people in it. it. It does. That's not what we're talking about, though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I love only... Stallone and I love Van Damme, but not when they work together. 
<laughs> no. Well, you, you've only recently just seen, uh, what was it, Sudden Death, which yeah. is, and you, yeah, you're shaking your head there. Quite uh, literally, dude, literally a spoof movie that they put an action star in. Nah, it's it's brilliant, mate. It's got everything you need. It's got it's got dynamic between a dad looking to gain the respect of his of his kids, you know, for the job that he does. Uh, obviously, there's hockey as well. If you're that's in your you know your bag of things that you like. There's explosions and bad guys. There's a president that gets held kidnapped. Oh no, vice president. Vice president. Yeah. Vice president. There's a mascot that gets. Uh, I, I saw blended. the film. I don't know why you're selling it. To me. I've seen the film. <laughs> I was just saying, it's just it's got everything. It's literally like a well-contained movie. It's a movie. I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and we uh, Mom, we probably will do time cop at some point as well. I think that's going to be on our next block of movies. Right. Okay. We want to get that sweet okay. mullet in. We're looking into the old merch game. Um, I've got a few T-shirt designs and stuff like that, which uh, definitely obviously ship onto the mug and stuff like that. But that's, uh, you know, we've got to take it step by step at the moment. Yep, same here. I'm thinking about it now, especially since the logo isn't my face now, so they won't have my mug on the <laughs> mug, which is a good thing. <laughs> you get to, you, like those little pods, you could just like maybe sort of character morph into your face. I quite like your logo, the little, the yeah, little like piece of like pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Cool. Like, but then again, I like yours. It's that's that works perfectly as well. Yeah, yeah that was um, that was a hey, we found someone really cheap on Fiverr. <laughs> uh, yeah, just and then and then it was just like yeah, cool. Just do us a logo. I wanted to do like uh, film and movies and stuff like that and. They're like, oh, what uh, name do you want to come up with? And I was just like, oh, Adam Cray. And then we were like, well, we want to talk about guilty pleasures. And then we thought it'd be quite cool to be like, uh, it's like we're in the cinema, we're watching these movies. So it's like, so obviously, yeah, a bit of a mouthful. Um, and then they threw this logo at us and I was like, yep, that'll do. <laughs> uh, I, so again, there probably will be uh, later down the line, maybe sort of a revamp of our logo as well. Uh, Craig doesn't like his uh, his picture on it. He's uh, he feels it doesn't look like him. That's because it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> and yours currently doesn't look like you either. We need a oh, oh, at least I've got the beard, beard upgrade yeah. where it's like six inches lower for yours. Yeah, I had um, I had a call with um, my general manager the other day and uh, to uh, renew my DBS. Yeah. Uh, so like the criminal background check and stuff like that because I coach children and things like that. And um, and then when she was like, oh, obviously you need to see your passport and all this sort of stuff. And then so I switched on the camera and she was like, Jesus Christ, what's happened? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, just rocked out the prison look, you know, just let my hair, beard grow, you know, the uh, and the hair just out. And then uh, she was like, yeah, you, uh, you're going to clean that up before you come back. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to now. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's uh, rocking quite a thick, thick beard. Trying it's to strong, hold on to my hair as well. It's a that? strong catfish game you've got. That's it, mate. You got to change your look every couple of months. I say this, otherwise they but, catch you. Yeah, it, it's like uh, was it uh, conspiracy theory? Mel Gibson. Yeah, you know I mean, or uh, Enemy of the State. Yeah, and I'm Will Smith. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
I like Enemy of the State. That's another film that they could have on Spy Hard. The other yeah, film. I think I'm not sure if they've already done it. Uh, uh, good podcast. I like listening to them. Yeah, me too. But um, so what I was going to say. So we've already got some bits that we got in the the chat from Christmas, haven't we? Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to think what else to. Uh, do you need me to put that up again for you so you know what we're going for? You can't see it because it keeps <laughs> it, it uh, Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's clever. Very nice. <laughs> Dear me. Where's my phone? I can send you. Yeah, go for it. Um, if, if you want to just fire off the questions, mate, or we'll just go. Ah, yeah, just go for it. Right. Okay, so we'll do the official introduction thing and then we'll go to the bits that we didn't get. Okay? Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, great. Really good. Yeah, I've finally enjoyed myself, Marv. I, I was I was going to try I feel and like play. I feel remiss. I was going to say I was going to try and okay, play yeah, a game yeah. with Craig, but I didn't know whether to include it in the episode or not. And the idea I had was, oh, please, Craig, let's do it. So Craig has to dis has to describe a film from beginning to end in under thirty seconds. Oh yeah, let's do uh, it. Let's, let's, do let's that. splice that in. Let's find a way to edit. Let's do it. Opinion. <laughs> oh, dear. brilliant! <laughs> All right, guys. What else you got? You got anything else on soon? You know that you know. Looking forward to. Yeah, we will be doing uh, bonus episodes. Uh, well, we're recording today, and then we'll be doing our twentieth episode. We're not still too sure what we're going to do. We were thinking first night. But that might change. And then we'll do our end of season Q&A. So we'll be posting it out on Instagram. Obviously, drop us a question, Marv, because I'm sure you'll have loads. And we'll, uh, we'll do a whole episode just uh, sort of giving Answering feedback. And, questions, yeah. Giving yeah. a bit more insight into us. <laughs> and then we'll take a little short break. And then we'll come back with a vengeance. And we'll, do, we'll come back with the season of the Nick. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, that's actually a great shout. Uh, do you want to talk about that? Well, it's one of the first things we talked about when we first started setting up the podcast was like, oh, how many Nicolas Cage films are we going to do? And so far, the answer is zero. <laughs> <laughs> and so we decided to do what we're calling the season of the Nick and do six Nicolas Cage movies that we consider to be guilty pleasures. So talking, what, s- Snake Eyes? Um, uh I mean, I want, again, I want to give the joke answers, but no, uh, Snake Eyes, Face Off, uh, the Wicker Man remake. Gone into I, want to, I want to do Next as well. Next, oh, next yeah. Knowing, uh, uh, Mum and Dad, maybe. Like, yeah. I feel we have to do, obviously, the season of The Witch. Cause, of course we do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but we're not going to do 8mm. No. Oh, really? Oh, that's we're great not going to do 8mm. We're straight up. We're not going to do 8mm. <laughs> Touchy. You're not doing Conair either. Damn right. <laughs> right. Because that's too good to be considered a guilty pleasure, would you say? In my opinion, I think that film set, like I said earlier, that film sets out to do something and it does it. Is it, <laughs> is it wrong for doing that? No. It's, it's, like, it's like critiquing uh, an out-and-out comedy movie. If you don't get the jokes, yeah. that's on you. But they're still mm. telling jokes. Uh, which is why we've probably done one comedy so far on our show 
Well, one. Uh, which one's that? Out and out comedy, miscongeniality. Oh, fair. Because uh, we have done other episodes, but obviously they've been lost to the ether. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> Fun times. More of that in the Q and A. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to write that down, ready for the Q and A. What have did you... Adam mean by that? <laughs> ever... What got lost in the ether? Well, <laughs> have you ever not put out an episode? Yes, yes, many. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Long answer, four. <laughs> right. And only three of them were my fault. Have you ever decided to that there's a film that you would absolutely disagree, where you've disagreed? Love, actually. About doing. Yeah. Oh, about doing. Um, oh, well, yeah. we've, um, uh, in our first Q&A, uh, we were asked if we would ever review uh, Fifty Shades 50 of Grey. Shades. Yeah. And we said that we'd do that at 10,000 uh, plays. Did we say that? Did we say 50,000? I'm pretty sure it's 10,000. Oh, Christ. Yeah, so oh, we're pretty God. close. <laughs> you must be pretty close to that now. Yeah, so it's a bit like, oh, maybe we should have set the bar a bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to watch it now. No, we didn't just say Fifty Shades. We said the whole trilogy. <laughs> Did we? No, yeah, I'm sure no, we just said the one. We out and out said all three. We like nah, we just do all I don't three. Think we did. So. We did. Dude, we, we got recorded. On the recording. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. <laughs> um, but no, there are certain films. Is there a film that you and I have discussed as like, oh, that would be great, and then no, no, that wouldn't work. Um, I don't think so. No, I've, I've, I feel that it, it, we've suggested movies in the past where we've just gone, is this, would we do this? Yeah. And to the point where it was obviously so far away that I can't even really think of what they were. Yeah, I feel like... There'll be movies that we'll re-go back and do. Um, I think what actually be quite good for us uh, eventually is to go back and maybe redo an episode. So that maybe like when we do, like say, our 50th, episode or 100th episode or something like that we actually go back to maybe one of our first episodes and just because i think if you listen to what we were like on the first like one to three it was very much you know trying to find our feet and our voice and obviously as we've grown and improved it'd be really interesting to actually see and compare how an episode down the line would you know uh you know compete with something that we did first and maybe like doing Judge Dredd like our first one that'd yeah. be interesting to do but I will, we'll save that for the drawing board yeah you know I mean we've, we've then, got lots of ideas but then would you go all meta and listen to yourselves all over again and comment on what you'd said on the episode oh that's a good, that's even better no. thanks, for, thanks for that idea <laughs> hard, hard no hard yeah, Craig knows Absolutely. I'll just be like shitting on him <laughs> I don't need Adam laughing at more of his own jokes <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a really bad trait of mine. I don't know why. I just I think I'm hilarious. So uh, <laughs> I actually it's a, it's it's such a weird thing actually because I know most people don't like listening to their voice and maybe this is a narcissist in me, but I actually genuine genuinely enjoy listening to our podcast because uh, it's one of those things where I don't know I I, I assume it's just because I appreciate our uh, our humour <laughs> and uh, our friendship as well. So it's quite nice listening to that. It's quite warming. That's cool. Might not be there in the in the recording, but <laughs> yeah, I can I can hear it when I listen to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there a mutual respect. Yeah, and yeah. a mutual occasional <laughs> dislike of each other's film taste. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, I've I've kept you guys for long enough. I'll let you get on. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks, thanks for having us, Marv. Appreciate it. Take care. Um, you too. Just just a quick question. I've been recording again mine on Audacity. Ooh. Do you want me to send you that file to cut and splice? Yes, please. Have, have cool. you done? Have you recorded yourself as well, Adam? No, I thought you were recording at your end. Yeah, it's it's doing it on uh, on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I've, cool. I've got, I've got your Zoom recording. Yeah. Sweet, fantastic. All right. Okay. Thanks cool. a lot. Cheers. Thank Thanks. you, Mars. Thank Have you, Bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. Take care. Bye.